Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Craft Brewed Sports. I am your co-host Scott. With me as always is my main man Mike. And this is Craft Brewed Sports. Let's tap this keg of sports knowledge, Mike. You pump up or Yeah! Yeah! What's going on, man? Not much, buddy. How you been? Oh, great. Doing great. Drinking lots of beer lately. Enjoying the Olympics? Yes. Oh my god, it's the best. Two weeks of great handball. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been waiting to drop that one on me? A lot. A long time. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you had that tweet typed out, like, ready to go, and then you're like, no, save it for the show. Yep. Save it for the show. Didn't want to ish on your dreams before we got into it. <laughs> I love it, though, man. I have been... This is the most I've ever watched NBC in my life. Uh, it, every four years, I guess, is the most. Well, every other year, or every two years, I guess, if you count the Winter Olympics, because I watch a yeah. lot then, too. But yeah, in between there, no NBC. In, be, in between there, it's like, uh, is Notre Dame playing? Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't even know I have that channel then. Yeah. <laughs> nothing Nothing draws me to NBC unless it's the Olympics. So. Yes. And it has been great. We'll talk about that a little bit later on in the show. Before we get into that, though, we got some good beer today, man. We do. This is a delicious beer. This is a fantastic beer. Sweet Baby Jesus. Sweet Baby Jesus by Duclaw Brewing. They're out of Maryland. Uh, this is a chocolate peanut butter porter. Now, I was a little leery about getting this one for this episode because we did have on our first episode Nutcase Porter by Listerman's. Yeah, so but that was so already. Long yeah, it was. And, uh, you know. Forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to eventually overlap this shit anyway, so it's going to happen sooner or later. So but there's only not. so many types of beer, and then That's you're true. just branching out off of it. Let's so. face it, everybody is very aware at this point that we are dark beer fans. Yes. And, like, if it's a porter and it's got, like, chocolate and peanut butter, I'm, I'm probably going to be on board with that. Coffee beer? <laughs> I can't wait for Consumer Canada to find out if you think this tastes like coffee. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough. <laughs> uh, this is so it's a uh, like I said, chocolate peanut butter porter, six point two percent ABV, so a mm. decent amount there. You yes. know, not crazy. Excellent. Duclaw Brewing, they uh, when they expanded to Ohio, they actually got in a little bit of trouble up in the Cleveland area. They came to Cleveland first. <laughs> that northeastern Ohio <laughs> hotbed for bitches. beers are like, what? Don't move on our territory. Well, no, they they went to some grocery store, and it was like a locally owned family mom and pop grocery store, and customers were complaining about the name, so they pulled Sweet Baby Jesus off the shelves. Aww, and then it was that like, was they're not, yeah, oh, then it was like, well, maybe they're not going to distribute now to Ohio because they're losing retailers. And then everybody was like 
you guys are fucking stupid for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really stupid reason. Of course, people were, oh my God. Yeah. Think of the children. It's exactly. Oh, they, God. they said Jesus' name. You can't oh, put a beer bottle. You know, Jesus Bring really, back prohibition. Jesus really liked wine. I don't know if people realize that, so he'd be on board with the chocolate peanut butter porter. Pretty sure I think. he created everything <laughs> to go into the delicious beer, too. So. That's true. If you didn't want us to have beer, wouldn't have it. They also have a couple other beers. There's a one called Devil's Dew, which is a bourbon barrel stout, and I kind of want to have like a a battle, like do a Sweet Baby Jesus and then a Devil's Dew, mm, and then see. I wonder how they taste mixed. Oh my god, mm. that'd be amazing! A bourbon barrel stout mixed with a chocolate peanut butter porter. Wow, we got to do that. All right, well, we need to find some Devil's Dew. Uh, they also have a beer <laughs> called Dirty Little Freak. That's one of Ooh. their beer names. I do love Duclaw's names for their beers. Uh, they come solid. up with some good ones. Uh, Double Naked Fish is an Imperial Chocolate Raspberry Stout. And then the other one that I've had from them that is really good is For Pete's Sake, and that is their Imperial Chocolate Peanut Butter Porter. So it's basically Sweet Baby Just Jesus on steroids. ABV? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like say, 10%. But... It's fucking amazing. I bet it doesn't taste as good. I bet you... It's too much of a good thing, slightly. Because this is really good, and at 6%, I, I don't know, I'm fearful that adding an extra 4% might ruin just the flavor that you get with this. I, yeah, I can, that might be the I can understand like. that It'll get concern. you drunk quicker, but I bet it doesn't <laughs> taste as good. Well, we'll save, uh, I'll save my thoughts on that for Consumer or Candid. But yeah, this week's beer, Duclos, Sweet Baby Jesus. First impressions are delicious. A-OK. Lots ba- of peanut butter Let's flavor. back things up just really quickly. Yeah. Uh, we have to give our friend... Jim Ballant, a shout-out for decoding, breaking the code. He got it right. <laughs> of the intro when it comes to the uh, Marvin Gaye filter. Yeah. He was the first one or one of the first two to uh, say that the uh, – when Mike first came up with the intro, I told him, I'm like, wow, with the intro of everybody talking at the beginning, it reminds me of – you know, Marvin Gaye's intros. He's like, what the hell are you talking about? And I send him the songs. He's like, holy shit. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's almost like we put our intro to the Marvin Gaye filter. <laughs> and so, you know, we threw that out there to see if anybody would figure it out Jim just by it. saying that. And yes, Jim nailed it. So we did have uh, Joe Alensic. He's a, another fan of the show. He tweeted at us. Yes. He, he did not beat Jim in. Jim got the Jim was answer first. first. But uh, Joe also got it. Only two people picked up on that. Well, I should say only two people. Only two people participated. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but other people were like, yeah, I fucking knew it right you, away. But like, uh, you guys are nerds. Shit. Shut yeah. up. I didn't want to do anything. <laughs> and involve typing. <laughs> Fuck you. I don't want my name on the show. It's, so. it's bad enough I got to listen to your show. I'm not typing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what do you say we get into some upper deck? Let's do it. All right. And this is an exciting time for us, everybody, because for We've the first time out. ever, yes, we sold out. <laughs> we got a sponsor. Uh, so today, Upper Deck is brought to you by Audible.com. Right now, listeners of Craft Brew Sports can get a free 30-day trial, complete with a free audiobook of your choice. No strings attached, even if you cancel your trial membership. Still get to keep the book. Still get to keep it. We recommend you check out uh, Scott's favorite book, Pete Rose, An American Dilemma. Oh, I've uh, read it 40 fan- times. <laughs> fantastic so book good. for you to check out. And all you have to do to get your free trial and your free audiobook is go to audio- audibletrial.com backslash Sports. That's audibletrial.com backslash Sports. If you can't remember the address, well, just head on over to our website, craftrootsports.com, and click the Audible Trial link. Boom. 
Selling out. Nailed it. <laughs> it was it, it happens to the best of our us. First mid roll baby. I think we killed that right there. <laughs> yes. And shout out to Audible. Yes. Thank you for sponsoring Upper Deck Audible. Check them out. So let's get into our top story here. This has been an evolving story over the week, uh, but it started off where the NFL was threatening to suspend four players, James Harrison, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, and poor free agent Mike Neal that everybody (laughs) forgot was a free agent, uh, if they didn't submit to an interview uh, with the league regarding PEDs. And this all stems from the Al Jazeera report that indicted Peyton Manning and then was retracted. Uh, So it's a whole mess, but the league said they were going to suspend these players if they didn't submit to an interview by the 26th it looks like they are going to yeah they all sit down yeah which i can't really blame them no but it was weird how things evolved because james harrison was like hey roger why don't you come on to my house i'll do the interview just show up at my house we can hammer it out and then today he he was like well hey why don't you uh come to my house we'll we'll record it we can do this live like he was all in and i'm a fan of james harrison because he's I always a fucking like how he, played. he is he's insane but at the same time the this was one of those moments where you needed somebody slightly off kilter to call roger out on his bullshit yep because the rest of the guys have been all quiet and peyton you know he went and met and is like well i'm going off riding off into the sunset see you guys later yeah so they kind of gave him a free pass i'm sure the league was like wait a second so you're retiring um well, have yeah, a nice you're life. Good. You're good, man. It's totally <laughs> yeah. fine. So it's kind of all utter bullshit from yep. the, these guys' perspectives. Like, they all pretty much said, why did we have to do anything if Peyton didn't have to? And if, if Peyton got off and you said there wasn't enough evidence or it wasn't conclusive for him, why the fuck would it matter for us to yeah. show up? I, it, this was 100% just the league flexing their muscle of like, no, you got you to gotta do what we say. If we say you need to do an interview, then you got to come in and do an interview. And well, it was against the CBA, too. Right. Uh, like, <laughs> they didn't have any real grounds to do it, but yet they're like, no, you're going to do this. Yeah. We don't care what the CBA says. We're just going to go ahead and break it. I like what James Harrison said, and I know he got a lot of shit for it, but he said, so what you're telling me is if somebody claims that I'm a pedophile, that yeah. I need to defend that. Yeah. No matter how unfounded the, the claim is, which he's 100% right. Like, this is just a dude that said, yeah, like the NFL found, he recanted his story, and they found already that there's no evidence, so why put these guys through that it's well essentially you and i could come on here and say well we've got credible evidence that uh yeah you know 15 of the Bengals players received peds in the mail and blah 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 and then all of a sudden those guys got to come in and answer for it what kind of shit is that holy shit I just thought of a new segment to get our show to go viral. We're just going to start <laughs> accusing guys. Yeah, we're going to accuse. It. Yep. Scott's and Mike, Scott and Mike weekly accusal. <laughs> I'm going to accuse whoever's playing the Niners that week. <laughs> Their whole team. Check them out or yeah. suspend them. They all I'm did cool it. with that. Just the interview. Whatever. You got, they got Even the head coach got them. <laughs> So that's the the story there. It looks like they're going to interview and no suspensions will be handed out. Except for Mike Neal. I haven't heard about him. I don't know if he's No, he did finally say he, he did? was okay. going to. Yeah. I think At first he said, fuck you. He didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Which he's is like, I'm a free agent. Why the hell do I have I to show I thought he'd up? be the first one because he's the like, only one. Trying that, to get a job? Yeah. He's yeah. the only one that isn't, like a team isn't relying on. So I figured he'd be the first one to be like, no, I'll be there. It's totally cool. Nah. Good for him, I guess. <laughs> sticking luck, with the <laughs> sticking with the NFL, though, uh, everybody's new favorite Cleveland Browns quarterback, RG three. Um, not sure if you guys heard this week that he's divorcing his wife, which is really sad. 
But it happens every day. People get divorced yep. at a high rate in this country. Uh, that's not the story. The story is that while he's getting divorced from his wife, he hasn't quite done it yet. But he was spotted this week at practice with a tattoo on his arm of what? Of the new girl that he's dating. Her name across his <laughs> forearm. <sighs> The girl he's dating is a Florida State track and field uh, participant. And, well, there's photos of her recently that surfaced where you can't read what's on her arm, but she also got a tattoo. Yeah, she also got a tattoo. And reports are that um, the two of them were in Cleveland, got tattooed up together. And, yeah, they've been dating for a little over a month. Well, you know, that's smart. Well, yeah, sure. Because, you know, (laughs) ink hasn't even dried on the divorce settlement, and you go get inked up. Why not? (laughs) I mean, it makes total sense. Well, here's the thing, though. When RG3 originally got married coming out of college to Rebecca Littlecoat, I think is her name name or whatever i remember saying wow that's a stupid move because you know you're going to you're going pro it's same thing happened with russell wilson yeah. when he married his wife and they're not divorced I, I said the same thing it's like why you're going pro like you know give it a little time let's not do it right out of college in the nfl plus both of them were kind of average looking <laughs> and then sure enough they both end up dropping them. You know, RG3, you would think RG3 would be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to do this right this time. But no, instead, he, he's ditching the one who he also has a kid with and who's like two years old and going immediately into the other one, head first, just jumping right in like, not even done with my wife and I'm getting my name, your name tattooed on my arm. What the hell is wrong with that That guy? tells me that they were together way before what they say I, they were together. I don't know, but no matter what, I couldn't imagine not being so divorced dumb. yet and thinking, yep, it's a good idea to totally get especially, this tattoo of the next chick. Especially when you're worth millions of dollars and God. you haven't gone through a divorce settlement yet? Yes! Fucking stupid, man. You so stupid. stupid. But the Browns, so, they're hoping he can be their, st- their, their starter fans, this year. Browns fans are like, whatever, I don't care. As long as he... Can he slang that rock? Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. You can throw it up. Are we getting Baylor? Fire? Are we getting Baylor version of RG3? Then screw it. He can do whatever, <laughs> he, can do whatever he, wants. he wants. He can get tattoo on his forehead of the next <laughs> chick. We don't care. Uh, that would be great and clean. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Aaron Hernandez, uh, everybody's favorite New England Patriots murderer. Uh, his lawyer, he you hired. Laugh at murder like that. <laughs> I know you should, but he's a piece of shit. He hired Jose Baez, who everybody may remember. He's the guy that got Casey Anthony off of My her rap. <laughs> Love me some Casey Anthony. She's so slimy. Uh, well, it, speaking of slimy, Baez apparently is such a sleazeball of a lawyer that he forgot who he was representing Ooh. in this double murder case. Ouch. During a hearing this week, Baez stood up to introduce himself to the court and said he was representing Aaron Rodriguez. Now, hold on a second. <laughs> he might have gotten a little confused. Maybe he's a huge Yankees fan. And there's all the A-Rod kerfuffle this week. And maybe maybe he was just like, oh, I, I really got A-Rod on the brain. And my bad, Aaron, you know. Y'all look alike. It's you know cool. The, the weirdest- my last name's Baez. Come on. <laughs> We're brothers. The weirdest part about it was like during the hearing, Hernandez like 
realized what happened and laughed and like told my yeah no my name's he said my name wrong but he's laughing he's on trial for a double murder i don't think i'd find anything funny if i'm on trial for a double murder uh, he's already been sentenced hasn't he i don't That's understand yeah, I mean, he doesn't. at this point it, this is an appeal isn't it no, this is the uh, this is the other murder case, I think. That oh, so he so already got sentenced for part for the of the other. I think he got sentenced for the other murder that he. Was, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't keep up with Aaron. Got, Aaron Rodriguez's murders. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it is. He's by the way from now on forever he will be Aaron, Aaron Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yep, yes. we are calling him that. Aaron Rodriguez of the Patriots. <laughs> God. So Aaron That's Rodriguez, just funny. It's it's really funny. Your own lawyer botched your name. You, you got to feel really insecure about how. Like I feel like that's just the scene from My Cousin Vinny at that point, where, <laughs> when the public defender's like stuttering and shit, and he's like, "I'm gonna go with him." <laughs> yeah, that's what Aaron Rodriguez did after that. He's like, "Oh, can I get a new guy?" We just want to reset. I just want to reset. I, I'm a paying all this money for this guy. Can't even get my name. Can I get the public defender? Fuck this guy. <laughs> he didn't even get my name right. Public defender might get my name right. He asked for an autograph. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, sticking with bizarre NFL things. This is actually in-game stuff, though. Eagles kicker Caleb Sturgis suffered a concussion in warm-ups the other day. It's rough. And oh, no. Oh, no. Concussions. Hey, NFL, they, they, they don't play with those concussions no. these days. It's serious. CTE. Almost as serious as their uh, stance on domestic violence. But anyway. Not quite. Uh, <laughs> uh, he suffered a concussion in warm-ups. Uh, did somebody accidentally run into him? Nope. Did he accidentally trip over the bench and smack his head on the ground? Nope. The punter shanked one and hit Sturgis in the head. The lesson here is, kids, don't take your helmet off during warm-ups. Or apparently ever. You never know when a random wayward punt is going to hit you square in the noggin and give you a concussion. I didn't realize an NFL punter kicked that hard that just the ball hitting you in the head could cause you to be concussed. That wasn't one of the Patriots' balls. It would have (laughs) been deflated enough. It wouldn't have hurt. I just can't believe... That's uh, that's crazy to me. We had a punter uh, of my high school football team who would shank a warm up, at least one warm up before every game On into the stands. Or? No, he just was not oh. a good punter. Oh damn! And he would kick it into the stands. We were like, "Yeah, Marshanko!" <laughs> uh, I didn't realize I was in danger in the stands. You could have gotten concussed. Could have been concussed from heads that. up. <laughs> and speaking of the Patriots, did you hear that Brady cut his hand? In the <laughs> preseason game, or well, before the preseason game. Before the preseason game, he was going to get something out of his cleats and cut his hand with the scissors. <laughs> I feel like he's just like, I'm suspended for four games. I don't even want to play. Like, oh, I cut my hand. Sorry, coach. I can't play. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he's a real big dipshit. Who did? How do you? Like, you learn when you're a kid not to dig stuff Apparently out of your not. cleats with scissors. Yeah. No, professional athletes had nothing else better around on the sidelines either. What's that? Hand me those scissors. I got this. I'll be good. I don't, I'm going to cut my hand. Oh, shit. Yeah. You got dudes that will pour water into your mouth, and you're going to try to dig stuff out of your cleats by, yourself? By yourself? Come on, Brady. You're fucking, you're a douchebag. Meanwhile, Giselle will be the one teaching the children how to use the safety scissors <laughs> at home. Daddy has no clue. Just another thing she's wearing the pants for in that family. <laughs> Well, here's some beer news for you. New Belgium Brewery. Everybody know them, might know them as the uh, brewery that makes Fat Tire, which is one of my favorite go-to beers, uh, especially during the summer when I want 
nine or ten in a row. I go fat tire. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've donated four point three million dollars to Colorado State University's on campus stadium project. So this gives New Belgium the naming rights to the north end zone hospitality area of the stadium. Now that will be called the New Belgium Porch. I think this is a strange story just because there's That's all that so four point three million get you? Well I, <laughs> Yeah, that too, but I was just gonna say like there's so much like there it, the rules in the NCAA and stadiums about like beer being allowed at events is so random. I feel like there's some state like Notre Dame doesn't sell beer. There's no beer inside the stadium at Notre Dame. Then there's other plays like I've been to Xavier basketball games where you, I get shit faced drunk and they've got like a craft <laughs> beer bar up top. But then you've got this this brewery sponsoring a portion of the stadium. How long before somebody complains and they're like, "Well, oh, you're promoting alcohol use by." College students. Well, well, I thought that's, that's like most of them don't have it. Like, because yeah. didn't Xavier not have it before, and then they switched it, and then they switched it back. I felt like Maybe. at one point when we were there, they didn't have beer sales, and then we got them. Maybe we just didn't think there were beer sales because we weren't old enough. I don't think that ever would stop <laughs> us. But sure, maybe there's that. I That's from my mom. It's really, she's probably listening. <laughs> it's really weird that yeah, it's not a standard it's, rule across all of the NCAA. Like, I I just think it's yeah, it's strange that you have a brewery like especially with the way people are now. There's gonna be somebody that complains about like wow. College students yeah, overindulge, and you're promoting that now. Yeah. So that, I just think that's a weird decision on Colorado State's part. But uh, whatever, they got 4.3 million out of it, so they're going to be like, "Fuck you! I don't give a shit if these kids drink or not." Just like so. us, <laughs> sellouts. Fuck it. <laughs> give us that cash. I can't hate on it. <laughs> no, I ain't even mad. Know how it goes. Uh, moving to the Olympics now. Um, this this one's. Annoying. It's a long, ongoing thing. Every time the Olympics rolls around, this kind of gets discussed. But this year, it was uh, Carmelo, Bubba Watson, and DeAndre Jordan, all in some form or fashion, said that winning Olympic gold was better than, in DeAndre Jordan and Carmelo Anthony's case, winning the NBA title, which neither of them done. And Bubba Watson said that while the green jacket is still the green jacket as far as winning the Masters, that winning gold was as high as it got and was just as good as, you know, winning another major. What's your stance on this? Because I find this a really weird thing to even kind of bring up. I kind of get it because uh, there's two things that I think is going through their heads. Number one, if you don't say that, if you say the NBA title is more important or the Masters is more important, then you're going to get skewered by people who are going to be like, what, you don't like America? You don't like representing <laughs> America? So it's almost like a pitfall question of like, well, I got to say that the gold medal is more important to me or else people are going to be like, well, you in the Taliban? So I, I kind of get it from that perspective. I don't agree with DeAndre Jordan or Carmelo on that um, only because we're so dominant in basketball that it's like almost expected to win the gold. So is it really that... Did win 75 straight before going to the gold medal finals. <laughs> right. So it's like, why Why are we... Like, are you... Is it really that big of a deal to... I mean, it's more of a big deal to be named to that team than it is to win the gold. Because it's like, yeah, you better fucking win. Yeah. Well, here's my thing with it, is that you never hear anybody who's won an NBA title make those claims. 
It's the guys who have never won a title. We're like, now Carmelo, in his defense, did say it just kind of validates my career. Like, I can say that I've had a good career if I don't win a title. He he kind of threw out the caveat. DeAndre Jordan went all in and said, oh, no, this is better than winning a title, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, well, if you haven't won a title, then how can you really make that argument? Maybe that's what it is. They're just like, well, this is better because they don't know what it's like to win the title. So it's like, this is the closest I've gotten. This is. That's kind of like saying, well, my state championship, that was better than winning an NBA title <laughs> if you've never won one and you'd won one of those. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, I, you know, I guess Bubba, you But make that, that makes Bubba Watson's claim strange because he did win the Masters. Yeah. And I, I think it's a little different for Bubba because golf hasn't been an Olympic sport for 112 years. I think he so, was partially trying to just promote the game. Yeah, you're probably right. But at the same time, I mean, this is literally the first opportunity that anybody alive today pretty much has had the opportunity to win this gold medal. True. So that's a big deal. That's true. So I I think from Bubba's perspective, that statement is a little bit more validated than from Carmelo or DeAndre Jordan. It's just a weird thing to even be brought up. Because most of the rest of the Olympic sports don't have anything that, that like, this is their this, Super Bowl. Yeah, this is this it. This is their thing. Right. So I just always find it weird when they ask these athletes who we all feel like would rather win a title in their sport that they compete in you yeah. know, for a living, basically. Uh, why Why bother even asking? Maybe it's just because it only comes around every, you know, once every four years. So it's. I mean, I get the honor. Don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like it would be a huge deal and definitely something that I would want to put on my mantle and say, yeah, right. I did win gold for my country. It was a huge thing. But I guess I would never be able to say, even having never won any type of championship, <laughs> that it was better than winning a championship in the, you know, yeah. highest of the high leagues that they play. In, You're right. All. It's, it's a very weird statement. Like I said, I think for Bubba's perspective, He's on it, but the other two are... That's weird. Let's stick with the Olympics. Let's head to them crazy Brazilians. Now, a lot of people might think we're going a different direction with this story, but... uh, (laughs) Take a hard laugh. This was my favorite story that came out of the Olympics these last two weeks. Uh, Very underreported. I did not hear this very... No. Underreported. But a Brazilian diver, she was part of a synchronized diving team... She fell out with her teammate because she brought a Brazilian canoeist back to uh, their room in the Olympic Village. (laughs) We talked about this during the Olympic show and how many condoms there were available. Well, apparently, these two used them all. (laughs) (laughs) The quote was a marathon sex session. (laughs) The, The two divers were... Visibly shook when they were competing. Finished dead last. Dead last. <laughs> the uh, the one gave an interview and was like, "I'm never partnering with her again. I'm going on my own. I don't want to depend on anybody anymore." But she's the one who had the sex session. <laughs> yeah. The one who was affected by this, who got booted out of the room by this, was the younger of the two. Yes, the seventeen year old. Yeah. So it was a. Uh, a uh, 23-year-old and a 17-year-old are the team. And <laughs> this 23-year-old wanted to get it in. Yes. <laughs> a lot. Did not, w- <laughs> did not want to let this Olympic experience pass her by. I guess she's figuring, look, this is probably the only time I'm coming here. Uh, but they both live in Brazil, so <laughs> you figure there'd be another chance. This is the only time I'm coming here where somebody's giving me 42 <laughs> free condoms. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making it count. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good God. A marathon sex session. Such a great headline. 
<laughs> so that's what the Olympians are doing. Everybody wants to know what the Olympians do in the Olympic Village. Marathon sex sessions. We fucking. <laughs> that's it. Competing and fucking. <laughs> Nothing else in between. After that, we get on the plane and we go home. <laughs> the Olympics, y'all. As the, uh, I hear that's the tagline for Tokyo. <laughs> Tokyo 2020. Competing and fucking. <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, and finally, unless you've been under a rock by the, uh, for the last week or so, you heard the Ryan Lochte story. We're so not even going stupid. into detail about how ridiculous... It is. Other than just to say, brah, the fuck, the fuck. You know what what got me about this? The IOC, like, holding their press conference, and they were like... That was such a sham. Yeah, they're like, boys will be boys. They're kids. They made a mistake. Ryan Lochte's 32 goddamn years old. You're not a kid. Like... What? Yeah. I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah, it's time to. I got a few more months until I, I, I'm still compared considered a kid according to the IOC. That's crazy. I just don't. I don't get it. I that's. Uh, why even make up the story? Why? It lie? still doesn't make sense. Why he ultimately? Uh, even if you pare it down to, uh, shit. Well, he told his mom some crazy lie, and then he just kind of kept going with it. Even at that point, I'd have been like, look, mom, I just gotta come clean. Yep. I fucked up. I what did. I thought was a robbery. Now I've heard those crazy kind of stories where you can twist it. Oh, there's this language barrier and he got a gun taken to his face and well, it's technically robbery because gave the money against his will. No. 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 You destroyed property. <laughs> right. yeah. You fucked up. Idiot. You made up a huge heinous lie. Nobody bought it. It sounded suspect to me from Jump Street. Yeah, when he was like, I, they laid down and I was like, hey man, what's going on? Yeah. And he cocked the gun and put it by my forehead. And I was like, whatever, man, whatever. Yeah, made his teammates look like some bitches. Oh, they all went to the <laughs> ground and I was like, nah. I'm not doing it because <laughs> I didn't nothing. do nothing. We didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, that's you know what? Looking back, that's where we all should have caught it because that that story. But I was, said that originally. I was like, this doesn't make sense. But that line when he was talking to Billy Bush, he was like, "I put uh, I my, I was like, we didn't do nothing. We didn't do nothing wrong." And then then he put the cocked the gun and put put it to my head. So that's that's the story. Yeah. Oh, well, we didn't do nothing wrong except piss all over your building and <laughs> break down the door and. Be drunken ass foreigners, douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Then we wonder why people hate America. It's because of fucking Ryan Lochte. He really is. <laughs> I'm blaming my international. Um, uh, I don't know the word, but yeah, I did m- my reputation. There it is. <laughs> I got to. My international <laughs> reputation is ruined thanks to Ryan Lochte. All thanks to Ryan Lochte. I thanks. can go nowhere. They'd be like, "Oh, you're Asshole. Ryan Lochte, aren't you? You're probably related to him." <laughs> Fucking all you Americans. Yeah, you, you're all the same. You all look alike. <laughs> oh, man. So what do you, uh, did you watch a lot of the Olympics, man? I watched, you know, I had said during the Olympic show that I would watch certain events and spend more time on others than I would on, you know, some of them I didn't watch any of. But more more times than not, it was one of those things where, oh, shit, the Olympics, let, let me sit down and watch something for a few minutes. Yeah. And then find myself 45 minutes later still watching it. Um, I did watch a lot of the basketball. I watched um, a lot of the individual races, some of the medley, or metal, no, what the hell, relay races. Jesus. Oh, yeah. yeah gotcha. I, I, I speak English. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> 
you know, some of the relay races I watched, but I did watch some of the decathlon too. And dude, Ashton Eaton is a beast. He is. He's a Lord. fucking beast. And he, but he's like a skinny beast. Yeah, but he can probably beat the shit out of me. First of all, how awesome is that couple? That it's Ashton Eaton, who's a gold medalist in the decathlon, super athletic household. Yeah. When and they have kids, holy <laughs> those shit, those kids are gonna be animals. Marathon sex session for those kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna set that world record. Here's the only thing I don't like about Ashton Eaton: like him and his wife, his wife. Uh, took the bronze in the heptathlon. She's from Canada. Yeah, she's a Canadian. Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. Uh, they have a commercial that it's. Like I thought that commercial Canadian. was funny. It's a funny commercial. I like it. But then Ashton Eaton is in every fucking commercial. But that the funniest I see. part was, he, at least for me, maybe I just didn't pay attention or kept changing it. It was only the commercials during the decathlon that they kept running them, so it was like oh, no. nonstop. He's eating. all really? over. Oh, yeah, see, dude, I didn't. Everywhere. Seemed like whenever I was watching events, it was one of those presented without commercial and as soon as they oh, would yeah. go to commercial or go to break I'm like alright well time to move on to another channel or something else so I didn't see any commercial he breaks except for during the decathlon very, featured very heavily in the commercials during handball <laughs> this is why I didn't see him <laughs> how do you not get into handball I just can't do it Dude, I, I don't know just they, something about it I tried I that just, sport I feel like handball me. like I'm watching it and I was like this is like a sport you and your brother would make up in the basement where it's like <laughs> alright it's we're gonna play soccer but you gotta use your hands oh okay so I can just run around and throw no 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 you gotta it's like basketball too you can only take three steps and then you gotta <laughs> dribble or pass it alright uh, so I'm just gonna can I slam dunk no 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 you gotta go from outside you can only shoot from outside this area because otherwise it's not fair I didn't get back on defense like it is the craziest game. It's a, a super high gym teacher created handball. A super high gym <laughs> and it teacher. Became no, no I heard sport. somebody talking about handball one day on the radio. It's fucking awesome. Like during the first week, and somebody said that they didn't know why America hadn't like latched on, Dude. to uh, handball. Yes. And the, the other person said that the only reason was that America hadn't figured out how to monetize it. And that if it had been monetized or could be monetized in any way, that America would be all over it. They I totally just couldn't could. figure out what the appeal was at all. I'm sitting there watching they it. They totally to. could. Just, so, I mean, watching that, it's uh, unless you're watching, and I, I don't know how America did in it, but I didn't see very many matches with America in it. So yeah. I, I'm assuming that they didn't do very hot in mm-hmm. the tournament. But if you have like... Think about like all the guys who don't make it into the NFL or all the guys who don't make it in to the NBA. If those guys are in one sport where they're able to like body check each other and it's kind of like basketball and kind of like soccer, that would be a fun fucking sport to watch in the United yeah. States. So I think it Well, there's no doubt. They could I, totally monetize it here in the That US. was one thing that I thought of and it reminds me of the Olympics just if you have the resources and you have the training or whatever, that's pretty much what separates. America got to 100 medals like it was nothing. We blew the fucking we, we doors pretty much off just this year. dominated yeah. these Olympics. And I kept just thinking, I'm like, well, it, besides the fact that we've got so many people to choose from, it all comes down to elite training. Yep. Like, all of our athletes have access to that stuff, whereas... You've only got maybe a few people per country around the rest yeah. of the most of the world that can even get in there and have similar training. So that's, that's true. mostly what it comes down to. Don't get me wrong. I still love dominating the shit out of them. <laughs> but that's what I kept thinking. As I was like, yeah, it really just comes down to the fact that we're, you know, and we have a lot of money to throw around, a lot of money for training, and fuck it. 
<laughs> we spend it on making sure and that we we're going to be the best. Shitload of people too. I think we had the highest delegation, like the, oh, the largest yeah. number of of athletes competing. We definitely had the largest number of women competing, and our women this year kicked cleaned ass. up. That yes. was fantastic. I, I told you, or I think I mentioned that before uh, in the other show that. I like watching the women's events more than the yeah. men's because the men's, you know, you expect this certain level. And a lot of the sports, the men really don't achieve that. And yeah. so it's, you're a huge disappointment. While the, I'm like, well, the women over here kicking ass. I'd right. rather watch them. I would rather watch the gymna- gymnastics team beat the shit out of the rest of the world. Speaking of that, can we can we apologize? Uh, Craft Root Sports would like to officially well, apologize to uh, our the women's national U.S. Soccer women's team. national soccer team, as well as Gabby Douglas. Uh, both of you, we called out as uh, gold medal uh, favorites. More than likely, <laughs> we. As a matter of uh, fact, Gabby Douglas, we both were like, no, nah, we're gonna. She's gonna do it again. Uh, so. <laughs> That's on us, uh, our bad ladies. Sorry about that. <laughs> Look at it this way. Uh, up to this point, the Craft Brood Sports jinx was if we talked about you, you died. So at least you didn't do that. Like you're, they got that you're going for them, which is nice. Yeah. So uh, sorry about the Craft Brood Sports jinx. But Alex Morgan, if you ever want to talk about it, I'm, I'm here for you. <laughs> I, I will support our country by helping you guys get through this tough time. I know Hope disgraced all you guys <laughs> with all the crap she said after the loss. Ugh, I'm here for ridiculous. you, ladies. I am here for you, Alex. At Kalman. least Sweden beat Brazil in the women's tournament to, to make it to the gold medal match. So it, it's not like we lost to the team that then lost to Brazil. And it's yeah. like, oh, maybe if we were there. At least it's like, all right, well, we lost to the team that's in the gold medal match. But Germany, where the fuck did they come from? Their men's and women's teams are both gold medal in the gold medal final for soccer. Well, the men's team beat the shit out of everybody in the last World Cup. Yeah. So that's not that shocking. But the women's side, once the U.S. lost, pretty much opened it the door. wide for, open. I, yeah. I, that was one of those times where, you know, it'd be like the NBA if the Warriors lose. Everybody would be like, oh, shit, we got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, everybody thought, oh, shit, well, now the field's wide open. And yeah. So there you go. You end up with a team that. Most people weren't even paying much attention to yeah. going into. Germany, though. Germany and their soccer. That's that's wild. Hitler um, would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> he would be fantastically proud. Uh, so we'll wrap up the Olympics. I don't. We don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking no, about it. They uh, were fun. It was a good I, – I mean, we dominated, so I enjoyed watching yeah. everything. There's some sports that I'm cool if we get rid of, but I'm glad golf's back. I thought that was really fun to watch. I didn't watch any of the golf, like I said. Disappointed. I, I was hoping it was more excited, but it wasn't. Like, And maybe it's the because – The golf itself? Like the fans participate. Like oh, I mentioned on the line, on the Ryder Cup. How much can or, you get excited? It's golf. Like there's only I, so much excitement at yeah, all. But, uh, <laughs> but if you watch the Ryder Cup, people are like cheering and yeah. chanting and it's fun. And maybe it's just because it was in Brazil and they don't really care about golf. Like if that was in London, like if London was the first Olympics where golf was back, mm-hmm. probably would be a little bit crazier, especially yeah, with yeah, Justin I Rose winning the gold. Uh, I guess gold or gold uh, golf's not a huge sport in Brazil, so right. So yeah. it wasn't as exciting. Although there was a commercial that I loved where they were welcoming golf back to the Olympics, and they did a video of uh, somebody making a putt where the ball just kind of sat on the edge of the cup, and they overplayed a soccer announcer. <laughs> Like making the calls oh, and the passes nice. until the ball finally fell in the cup, and he just yelled "goal" and was like, <laughs> "Welcome back to the Olympics." I was like, "Oh, that's fucking that's a cool ad. Good work, <laughs> good work, Olympic advertising." Did Adam Eaton pop up anywhere? 
No. Damn it. Well, then it was a terrible <laughs> ad. It was the worst. Uh, but yeah, fun Olympics. I'm looking forward to uh, following handball more closely now that, now that the Olympics are done. You won't watch handball for another four years. Stop lying. I say listeners. it now. I say it now, but in actuality, as soon as Notre Dame football starts up, I'll yeah, that'll be handball. the only handball you'll be worried about. <laughs> well, we debuted a uh, new topic today. Uh, we wanted to talk about this for weeks now. We've asked you guys questions on Facebook, and uh, you guys have provided some awesome feedback for us. We've used that in the show. This week, we wanted to do something different, and we. Plan on doing this again yes, down the road. It will definitely happen and we again. We definitely got a, a better than expected uh, <laughs> was, series of questions. I was expecting this. some horrible things said in my direction. But you guys uh, came through with some awesome questions. So we are unveiling Ask Us Anything, where you can ask Scott and I any question you want, sports-related or not. Almost Sur- prefer not in some cases. Surprisingly, yeah. almost every single one was sports-related in this case. Yeah, so but was, we are saying for future mailbag yeah, openings, free. ask us whatever you want. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sports There were a couple that were a there little... Couple, yeah, there are a couple beer questions. Yeah, yeah, good. Uh, that's awesome. So Tyson Thorpe will lead off with his question. He asked, will the CTE slash concussion scandal eventually take down the NFL, or is it, as a league, untouchable? What do you think? I, I've said this. I might have even said this in the very first episode that – no, it was during the baseball we were talking about. I think that at some point it's going to cause the NFL to come back to the rest of the pack. I don't know that it will go the way of boxing where it just completely falls right. off. But I do think that it's going to the, – the bubble will kind of burst, for lack of a better term, and it will bring – because – we talked about it before. I know that on the first episode we were talking about whether or not our sons could play football or right. we'd want them to play football. And I think our generation, knowing and growing up with this in the CTE world, like our parents didn't know anything about it. Now we know about it. So all of us raising kids, there's going to be a lot of us that are like, nope, don't want you playing football. A lot more, as much as I love it, can't yeah. can't do it. Don't Wouldn't want to see that. I mean, won't stop my sons from playing football, but – not going to encourage it. Right. Would rather it not be the case. So I think yeah. that at some point, some of those athletes, like you're talking about, you know, jokingly saying, oh, you know, what if they're playing handball or something like that? I think you see that them moving on to other sports and over to other sports, and that boosts the popularity because the more athletes that go into other sports, the better those sports get. Yeah. I would say what, what, what we've seen so far with concussions and, and all that stuff it's proven that the NFL is not untouchable. Like they mm-hmm. are, they are definitely a very flawed organization, and those flaws have been shown, not just through the concussion thing, but also through their handling of domestic violence. I think that poses a risk to the league in in general. I don't think they ever crumble completely and get taken down, but I do think they fall back uh, a little bit. Yeah, and while the second part of Tyson's question was asking about how big and fast the players get, and you know, will we see anybody die on the field? Or get critically injured. I think we've already seen the critically yeah. injured part a few times. You had uh, was it Kevin Everett for the Bills uh, got paralyzed yeah. a few years yeah. ago. Um, you had uh, what's his name for Rutgers? I can't remember, think of the guy's name. Mm. He got paralyzed yep. and couldn't walk anymore. That was um, in practice, right? But I mean, it's was it practice? I believe that was in game? practice. Yeah. Well, either way, you have these situations. Yeah, it doesn't and, matter. And yeah. Because of that. I'm surprised we haven't seen anybody die. And in those situations, you're talking about fractions of away from people dying. I think a lot of it is the equipment is so high-tech that 
I think it protects people from dying. But yeah. you're right. There, there's already been critical injuries. Well, and, and then Ricardo Lochte had that piece in the uh, Players' Tribune. Uh, he got critically injured this past season, thought he was paralyzed, and then you know said, hey, this is it. I'm done. Retired yeah. because – he thought he he wasn't going to walk again. He I think that's he was the, dying. That's the thing to look at. There are so many more guys that are retiring young in the NFL. Yes, and that that's what I'm. That's talking about. more telling than anything because they're seeing it as guys in the league. They're like, look, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get my money quick. I'm going to sign that big contract as soon as that contract's up. I'm out. I'm retiring, and they're done. Well, like, in, in the case of Chris Borland for the Niners, they drafted him out of Wisconsin. He played one year. One year said he thought he had a couple concussions here and there, wasn't sure, but didn't even want to take the risk. He forfeited all the bonus money, that's crazy. everything, left it. And I'm like, that's the beginning of a terrible trend if you're the NFL. There's also guys in college that are retiring from football as collegiate athletes, which I didn't know you could do that as a collegiate. I thought that was Not just neither. called quitting. Yeah, but I was there, just say, you just but they, there's up, been right? like stories that come out. Like I know there's been a couple guys from Notre Dame because of injuries. They're like, I'm retiring from football, and I, they're just giving it up. So, yeah, I think the NFL does come back down a little bit, and um, I don't think we see somebody die, though. I think the equipment's too good. I can't predict anybody dying, but uh, if you told me somebody did die – I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, that's, I, that's true. I mean, I guess probably back in the day, I wouldn't have thought that we'd see somebody yeah, down in the no. boxing ring, and that's happened. So yeah. I guess anything's possible. Uh, moving on, Eric Coleman had a question. Can you uh, cover the topic of the XFL? <laughs> Please be detailed regarding the excessive use of cameras and the amazing determination of team to start with the ball. And go. That was awesome. <laughs> it was really fucking entertaining. You want to talk about football switching things up? And, I, you know, I know Vince McMahon had lofty goals and expectations and it never was going to challenge the NFL in the way that he dreamt that it would. But I did enjoy the XFL for what it was. And I thought that they had some great ideas. And I think the, the NFL ended up stealing yeah. a good portion of their ideas because those camera angles that you saw in the XFL ended up transitioning right yep. over to the NFL and college football. Like, yeah, it's, I, yeah. I mean, so while it was wild and crazy on its face, I actually enjoyed the XFL for the one season. I was kind of disappointed that it didn't get another chance. Like I understand why they pulled the plug, but I wish that it could have gone on for at least two or three more seasons just to see where it could have gone. I think they made the mistake of going after the top dog too quick. Like football, yeah. football draws enough casual fans that you don't have to do anything crazy right off the tip to to make people watch football. People are going to watch football. Like we've talked about this, football's the number one sport in America. So you, I think if they had gone after uh, one of the tier four sports, you know, the like oh this this is crazy soccer or here's a crazy form of baseball, they may have gotten some traction and then eventually build up the brand to. Uh, all right, now we're going after football. Yeah. But I, I agree. I thought the XFL was really fun to watch. It was. It was. He hate me. I, <laughs> I forgot about he hate me. No, nah, man. Uh, pour some out for Rod Smart. <laughs> I also liked that uh, uh, the like the league itself just didn't take it seriously. Like They were just like, we're here for fun. That was part of its charm. Though. Yeah, yeah. They they didn't take themselves too seriously. Like the games were there to be played and made money, but right. they weren't sitting there thinking. You know, I know they wanted to challenge the NFL, but I don't think that deep down they actually. No, thought they, they didn't were think they could. The NFL. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Whitey McCarriger, good friend of mine, he asked the question, what criteria does an activity have to meet in order for you to consider it a sport? And what criteria does a person have to meet to be considered an athlete? This is such a good question. It's a great question. I feel like this could be an entire show. Yes. Um, For me personally, I consider a sport any athletic event. So something where you're actually exerting physical physical energy. uh, And it has a winner and at least one loser, potentially more, because I consider track a sport and there's a lot of losers in track. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I would say you're actually exerting physical activity and there is a winner and a loser. Uh, Yeah. My definition is pretty much the same. As long as you're exerting some sort of physical energy, like you have to, I guess, train for it in some type of way. I don't know. It's hard to say I'm trying to not shit on NASCAR, but at the same time saying, that I don't really think NASCAR ends up fitting into my definition of a sport. It's a competition. Yeah. It has very, very big elements of sport, but I don't consider it a sport because of the physical aspect. And I know that people say you have to train and do all this other shit, but I just don't see it because the car is the one doing the actual right. thing. There's, <laughs> there's skill involved. Definitely. Yeah. High skill, in fact. Now, what about cheerleading? Because those it's physical, they have those. Yeah, they have their competitions where they're tumbling and fucking throwing Absolutely them little girls. All now, when you see cheerleading just on the sidelines or whatever, I don't consider that a sport. I consider no. that just that's similar to um, NASCAR and that it's just it's an activity. Yeah, it's an activity or whatever. But then, no, when you're talking about the actual cheerleading competitions that they have, that I've I've even watched on TV too because yeah. they do some really amazing stuff in that. It's kind of like you know watching gymnastics. Um, yeah, I totally consider that a sport. Yeah, I think, and the other part to Whitey's question here was he was asking what you consider an athlete. I think it goes along those same lines. I think it's somebody who trains in their particular sport of, mm-hmm. of choice and somebody who is exerting that energy. Like, I, you can look at uh, somebody who is not the prototypical athlete, uh, somebody like a hammer thrower in mm-hmm. the Olympics and be like, there's no way, you're not an athlete. You yeah. fucking just sit there and eat chips all day. But they're, <laughs> they, there's a certain level of skill, there's a certain level of talent, and there's also a certain level of athleticism that goes into needing to, to do that. Yeah, looking like an athlete and doing athletic things are two different things. Because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like there aren't some plenty of baseball players that don't look like athletes whatsoever. But they clearly are because they still have to run and do physical things that, you know, it it requires skill. So, yeah, I mean, they're athletes, but looking like an athlete and being an athlete are two different things. Yeah. And the reason why Whitey brought this up, he he followed up his question with um, just throwing that out there since cyber athletes are apparently a thing. And he is 100% right. As a matter of fact, Almost did this story in Upper Deck this week, but Rockets, uh, the Houston Rockets GM Daryl Morey said that esports is basically like 1950s basketball, and it's going to take off the same way that basketball did. And there's millions of dollars to be made in esports, and these guys are athletes that play these video games and bring in huge crowds, and it is going to blow up, and that's the new wave of athletics. I think he's fucking high. 
to say say that. I'm Uh, not saying that it's not. It's a new level of competition. It's competition. Yeah, I was going to say it's not an athletic thing. I mean, me being an avid gamer, I can tell you. There wasn't, you know, I'm not breaking a sweat sitting there playing. I mean, there'll be some heated Madden competitions back in the day. Right. You might make your sweat off nerves, but it's not physically demanding. There's nothing I'd be training for other than repetitions of playing the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think it has the potential to blow up as a competition and and, an event, but it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't consider those guys athletes. They asked him, they asked the, uh, they asked Maury about that and he, uh, they said, do you consider them a sport? And he said, you tell me the definition of a sport, and I'll tell you if it fits, which is such a cop-out that, that fucking is a answer. Cop-out. <laughs> but he said, obviously, there's a huge number of competitors. They draw a huge crowd and have huge prize money. I think the latest one gave out $9 million over the weekend. I think those events are coming out continuously. Just because it makes a lot of money doesn't make it a sport. No. No. So, money makes a lot of things go around. It doesn't define things though <laughs> yeah exactly so that's uh those were a couple of the questions we got you got any other good ones there scott yeah uh, one of my coworkers and friends uh julie dolan asked which nfl and mlb teams are known to have the best or worst fans and where does cincy fall on the spectrum wow that's kind of that's a good question but only because it's pretty subjective it's very subjective i would say for me personally i think yankees fans are the worst for the absolutely MLB. worst i hate yankees fans. but i think mets fans are just as terrible i think new york sports fans across the spectrum are just pretty terrible yeah i'd give you that for just about every sport yeah I think for the NFL, it's going to depend on... I feel like every person you ask, it's going to be whoever their rival team is. Like, if you ask somebody in Cincinnati who the worst fan base is, they're going to say Pittsburgh Steelers fans. If you ask Steelers fans, they're going to say, oh, it's Browns fans. So it's it's just going to be based on who mm-hmm. who their rival is. They're going to be like, nah, those, those guys are assholes. Well, that's funny because I, you know, I, I think the worst fans are Cowboys fans, which technically aren't rivals to the Niners. Yes, they had their playoff skirmishes, but they're not in the same They're not division. divisional rivals. Yeah, so. and they're not technically just rivals. Like I mean, the fan bases might and might have a while ago, not so much now. Um so I think that the Cowboys fans are the worst in football. Um but the best in football to me are <laughs> the best in football and baseball are two that are universally just hated usually and that's the Cardinals and <laughs> and the Steelers. Yeah. Like those are two teams that I think are some of the best fans. It's hard to deny the St. Louis Cardinals as being one of the best fans. In yeah, baseball. although I mean, there is that Twitter feed of St. Louis Cardinals fans where it's just <laughs> all the retweets of all the horrible things that Cardinals they're, fans say. They're extremely passionate. I mean, yes. yeah, they're awful fans, but they are so passionate yeah. about their team. And the fact that they put 40,000 people in that stadium Every fucking night. Well, and you have to go off the fact that they generally handle themselves the right way in public. Like, when you see, at least for me, when I've seen nationally televised games, and I've been to Bush Stadium, so I've seen Cardinals fans firsthand. But when you see a game on TV, they root for the other team's players when it's appropriate. They're not just booing just to boo, and they're blue in the face, and, you you know, it's obvious that they don't have any idea what's going on. I generally consider them... Some of the best fans in baseball, they you know, like you said, they show up. Yeah, they're there. They're, they're there. not like fucking Braves fans who right. don't show up until Game Seven of the World Series. Like Reds fans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fan bases. It's like, so where does Cincinnati fall on the spectrum? I think somewhere in the middle because yeah. when Cincinnati f- teams are good, 
I think their team or their fans are just as passionate as any other fan base, and they're there. And then when they're bad, they're just like any other, you know, city that you consider having bad fans. They're not there, and they shit all over the team, and you can't find anybody to say anything good about them. So I think they're somewhere in the middle. I don't think that Cincinnati fans are the worst fans. And if you want to break it down by sport, I think that Cincinnati is a better baseball. Like, they're better baseball fans than they are football fans because – I feel like the, uh, maybe it's because they're beaten up so badly by those mid-90s bangles <laughs> that it just left such a bitter taste in their mouth. And so they're just really – they're immediate to just give up and think that it, things are going to work. But I don't know. They did get kind of delusional last year when things were going really it's well. It's funny you say that. I saw somebody post that question about is Cincinnati a baseball town. and I think so. I think they are on opening day. <laughs> that's true. And outside of that, unless the Reds are good, they don't really care. The fans aren't yeah. there. I mean, but I, I will say though, if you gave, if there, if you ran into a fan of both teams who claim to be equal as far as fandom goes, and you said which would you rather have, I feel like majority of those fans would say they'd rather have a World Series title than the Lombardi. Like, I think it would mean more to the average fan in this city to have a World Series title than it. Maybe that's just my perception. Maybe I'm wrong, but I yeah. just feel like it's a slight, it's tilted slightly more towards As baseball. somebody who is a recent Bengals fan, I never really cared for the NFL until recently, and I started cheering for the Bengals uh, the last couple years. So I've been a Reds fan longer, and or I'm more invested in the Reds. I feel like I, I look down on other people who are – they just show up for opening day, and they show up for the playoff yeah. games. Well, it's maybe it's because the Reds have more history than the Bengals too. Yeah, like, even when, even though they both have struggled at about the same time, the Reds have more successful history than right. the Bengals do. The That's Bengals, true. For the most part, have no success. I mean, yeah. even you know they have their appearances in the Super Bowl, but they lost. I won't remind anybody <laughs> to who, but you know, so and maybe it's dick. just that. <laughs> what a dick! What? Huh? What happened? <laughs> I blacked out for a second. Are we still on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I looking at the time. We're not going to get through all of these questions today. Uh, we'll get through a couple quick hitters here for you, and then go into another a couple more that we can actually discuss yeah uh will manti teo finally reunite with his girlfriend that's from ken fong haha <laughs> real funny because manti teo uh had a fake girlfriend or whatever he got catfished uh but she's dead so no he won't reunite with her uh gary kalina asked why does notre dame suck um well they uh, just do they, it it's just what we do it's that's just that's what notre dame does sometimes facts are just facts moving on <laughs> Uh, my friend Ashley Steyer asked, why are women's sports a thing? She said, I can joke because I'm a lady. I like that. I don't know why women's sports are a thing, except for when you get to the Olympics. Then I'm all in on women's I sports. Don't, uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> The rest of sports. the year, though, I, I wonder sometimes. I think some women's sports are yes. make you wonder. I think but when she asked that question, she's thinking about basketball, and that's the one. That yeah, I, that's the point. So too. why that, is like, women's women, basketball a thing? Yeah, that's women, the question. Women do not, do not like women's basketball. I just feel bad that those girls go in and – they don't make any fucking money. Like all of those it's girls in the I mean, WNBA are like, that, "Hey, I need another job." Yeah, that's brutal. That's it, fucking it, brutal. It's like early baseball. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, double yeah, and triple A. I was gonna say you had Hall of Famers bagging groceries right. in the off season. <laughs> 
Mrs. Rizzi, uh, recent contributor to the show, she said, will the two QB system work out well for Notre Dame this year? Notre Dame has a QB battle between Deshaun Kaiser and Malik Zaire. Shout out to Kaiser because he's from Toledo. Yeah, Toledo boy. I don't think the two quarterback system ever works for no. a team. I think it backfires I it's a eventually. Uh, I would say pick one and go with it. Ask Ohio State how it worked last year. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good basically point. all you yeah. really have to go to. Well, yeah. and Kelly's proven in the past that he's tried the quarter, the two quarterback system, and it it gets him so far, but doesn't get him over the hump. Um, Tony Pike and whoever the other uh, Zach Coleros at UC, oh, yeah. he had those two kind of platooning each other. It, there's just so much, so many variables. You got the cadence is a little bit different. You got especially at Notre Dame, you got a right handed and a left handed quarterback. That's a fucking that's a <laughs> weird change for a team to be like, all right, well now the lefties in. Yeah. That's gonna be different. Um so I would say pick one and go with it. And Especially I would line. say Kaiser. Stick with Kaiser because he did pretty good last year. Yeah, he's got a sweet last name too. Uh and last one really <laughs> quickly, my buddy Jake asks, uh favorite Cincinnati beer, go. Listerman's Chicao. Okay, and I'm going to go Christian Moreline seven. Oh, wow. Yeah. We haven't had more line yet on this show, have we? We haven't. We need to do wow, that. Wow, that's surprising. And Seven is my favorite beer by far, although they're about to hit the end of the summer, and they have two different Sevens. It's one's during the summer, and they have, it's like a, a wheat beer, and yeah. then they have the other Seven that's like a really dark porter. So which one's yours? Either yours the, the porter? The wheat. No, oh. the wheat. The wheat. And I did not know that, they, that this happened until I went in to have dinner at uh, Moreline, Christian Moreline. And sat down, and it was all geared up to have the seven, and ordered it, and it showed up, and I'm like, "Why the fuck is this black ass beer in my cup? Like, <laughs> what the shit is that?" I'm like, um, "I ordered a seven, and she's like, "Well, that is a seven. I'm like, seven's wheat beer. Like, I know what I'm looking at." And she's like, "Oh no, like it switches over for the fall and winter, wow. and it's, it's a porter. It's still called seven, but it's." And I was like, "Holy shit!" I was so disappointed, and. The seven winter porter, not good. I didn't like it. The wow. wheat beer was fan- it is fantastic, though. The only problem is you can't. Um, they like never bottle it, so you can't find it anywhere. That's surprising. Yeah, that's really surprising. Interesting. Well, that's a that was a good question, Jake Taylor. Appreciate that yes. one. I like that one. Um, do we have time for a couple other questions? Can we go into some? Some more detailed responses. Uh, sure. Fine. All right. Good. Yeah, it's our show. Oh, we'll yeah, do, I was gonna say, what are you we'll asking do me for? We want. Yeah. I don't know why I asked you. Like, we're I know. Uh, yeah, you got the timer. <laughs> or, uh, we got a commercial. Uh, we got the we got the bump coming. Is up. the next show behind us coming on? <laughs> uh, Scott Skrzewski. He asked if you could have one player from your childhood return tomorrow in a sport of your choice. Who is it, and what team would you place them on? Jordan. On any team, <laughs> just, just to be Jordan able to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, okay. I was like Jordan on anybody but the Warriors. <laughs> That's it. That would and be fucking awesome to see Jordan versus the Warriors. Yeah, I also wouldn't want him on the Kings because then I feel like it'd be my fault when he, even he couldn't help them win shit. So yeah, I wouldn't wish that upon him. But yeah, how, how sweet would it be to see Jordan and on the Calves and Jordan and LeBron awesome. play? Yeah. That Jordan would be LeBron. fucking sweet. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. I uh, see. That'd be a really that's good easy one. for me, Jordan. No doubt. I would go uh, Junior. I want Ken Griffey Junior back. Seattle Junior, right? Yes, the Seattle <laughs> version. I want. Reds I want the junior? Seattle yeah. version of Junior on the Reds. <laughs> oh, there you <laughs> so go. Fair if enough. That, if that yeah. makes sense. 
I just think he was he was, he was a, so oh, he was so talented. So much fun to watch. I would say either Junior or I'd want Bo Jackson uh, on the Reds. Because yeah. Bo Jackson was a fucking animal. Yeah, and especially you know before he got hurt and that whole hip thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which didn't, wasn't that against the Bengals that he got hurt? That he initially got hurt? I think so. Yeah. It was when he was with the Raiders. Like yeah. He hurt it on the football field. And so it way, to go, been against way to go Bengals. I think they took out Bo. <laughs> Fucking worthless motherfucker. <laughs> Who day? Yes. <laughs> Son of a bitch. My buddy Jason wants to know, is Joe Facco elite? Just a yes or no question. Nope. Nope. <laughs> All right. Moving, moving on. on. <laughs> I like Jonathan Proctor's question. Uh, would you be Brittany Griner's love slave for a few hundred thousand? Yep. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she loves the ladies, so I feel like that'd be a pretty easy job. Like, I get a couple hundred thousand, and you want to do me, maybe? Okay, cool. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Matt Daniels asked, why does it hurt when I pee? Uh, probably probably get that up. checked out. <laughs> it shouldn't be Brittany Griner's love slave, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right, here's one from John Nicholas. Who's the worst X-Man? Cyclops or Cyclops? <laughs> John is a huge Cyclops fan. I don't know. I feel like we should uh, get to save this one for next time we uh, do Nerd Love. Oh, bring, bring Cubby back yeah, on the show yeah. and ask him? Yeah, ask him which one, which, which is worse, Cyclops or Cyclops. Hit him with the hard hitter. Throw him a curve. Oh, shit. I don't, uh, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. Fucking Lance Barry asked me, WNBA best six woman. <laughs> yeah. Because I got that. Brittany Griner? I don't know. Please, I'm pretty for sure she's a star in the league. Previous answer yeah. about, women's about women's sports. <laughs> if you didn't hear it, uh, Lance, just go ahead and rewind this episode a little bit and you'll, you'll hear that one. Lance, I, I can't tell you who that is, but I can tell you that the Yankees suck. <laughs> So then, uh, Phil Cantor's question, Derek Jeter, best New York Yankee shortstop ever? <laughs> These are the troll questions, <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Sure. Yeah, I will say, he's the best shortstop ever. The captain is the, the best shortstop ever. Woo! I mean, yeah. For the Yankees. Sure. He's, he's, he's also overrated as shit. So he is super too. overrated. Kevin Sluter, slaw man, he said that at a season ticket holder luncheon today for the Reds, Bob Castellini said the Reds can be competitive next year. They're playing better the second half. They need to add some pieces. What do you think? Think the Reds can be competitive next year? No. I don't even think with what's available in free agency, if they sign like all of the quote-unquote best pieces, that that would be possible because there's nothing in free agency, and they're in the middle of a rebuild. They're in the early process. That's what I'm saying. Well, I I say middle as in it just got started with like moving pieces out to get the guys in. Like. Yeah, that, no, I don't think that they could be competitive I think, next I year. I think the division is way too hard for them to be competitive. The Cubs are going to be back again. The Cubs are going to they're going to be Pittsburgh good for a is while. Right there. And the Cardinals are always good. Yeah, so always it's going to be tough for the Reds for the foreseeable future, but I do think they have a lot of good young pitching that is going to get better. Well, yeah, but the next if the question is for next year, it's like no, it's a flat out no. What are we, I guess you, I guess you gotta, they're they're what in contention for the last or the yeah. the top pick with the Braves they're what fourth right now but they're nineteen and twelve since the All Star game 
Don't don't fall into that trap, bro. I'm just I'm just don't saying, be that guy. Don't be that guy no, that looks at the small sample size after the All Star game. This is the point of the question. The point is know, they're doing fine. much better the second half. Okay, fine. No. So you're saying no, they like won't be competitive. Like, no, next I year. W- no. I would say it depends on your definition of competitive. Are you talking about competing for the division title? Then no. Are you talking about just, being in every game? Was, well, if you just say your definition of competitive to me is competing for a playoff spot, whether that's a wild card or the division, whatever the hell it means, being competitive is saying, all right, we're going into September and we have a realistic shot of making the playoffs. Whatever, the, If that means sneaking in on the last day, fine. And to me, the answer is no. Just as like the Braves. No, they're not going to be competitive next year. The year after that for both the Reds and the Braves – that's realistic. Two years from now, both of them, I think, will be competitive. But next year, I think you're looking at another year for both teams to just be shit. I think uh, I don't think the Reds will be as shitty next year. I think they'll be better than I think they'll be in more games than they were this year. Their pitching is going to be way more improved. They're going to have some pieces in place, and they'll be they won't be losing a series to the Dodgers 12 runs to 3. I can guarantee you this, they'll play 162 games. <laughs> <laughs> such I can a guarantee dick. you that. <laughs> you are such a dick. <laughs> they will play in 162 games. <laughs> oh shit. I think we got through all the questions. Nope, Tyson had one. Uh, Tyson Thorpe asked, why is Tom Brady the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL? He's not, so we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Lee wanted to know, is Cincinnati really a baseball town? Which kind of goes back to uh, what we yeah. said. But it says being a regional team like the Cardinals, St. Louis outdraws Cincy in attendance, which you mentioned. They, so They kill it. I, I still think, though, that Cincy is a baseball town. Just don't compare it to the best or one of the best baseball towns in America. Like I when you compare it to St. Louis, how many baseball cities can compete with that? Not many. No, nobody can compete so, with St. Louis. Yeah. Nobody's putting 40,000 people in the stands every night. Yeah. It's just not happening. Um it's yeah, there's there's no way. Uh I I will say though that I think the Reds are uh, Cincinnati is getting to be more of a soccer town if if I'm being honest. Uh with the resurgence of FC Cincinnati and how people are totally buying into that team and just flocking to those games. I think we're almost becoming a soccer city. They're making the push. They want to join the MLS. No, soccer's so definitely, they're making the push. I would say definitely a bigger thing in the city than I thought it would be. That's for sure. Maybe it's just the perfect storm of the reds are bad. Football yeah, hasn't I think started that's yet. What it is? I mean, let's, don't get me wrong; they've this. performed well enough to merit the following. But I don't think it's going to all of a sudden be confused for a soccer city. Yeah, yeah you're right. Overnight, Philip also wants to know if Chipper Jones would have looked good in the Yankees uniform. To which I say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody looks good in pinstripes, Philip. Ever. That was ask us anything, everybody. All right, that was, hey, <laughs> round that, was a, that was really fucking fun. I do want to do this again. Oh, I, I absolutely really want to do that. this again. Even um, the asshole questions. <laughs> I fully expect. After reading that, I'm kind of disappointed we didn't release the uh, the questionnaire for the beer job with the the museum. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. very surprised with the yes. people that listen to the show that were willing Would've to participate. Would have filled out our resume. Yeah, because uh, right off the bat, somebody was like, I guarantee you Bodie McBoatface makes an appearance. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, you're right. <laughs> Somebody's definitely going to say on the application that I like dick, so I'm not doing this. I was Wait, bluffing. You <laughs> you're <Huh>? an asshole. <laughs> 
Uh, we don't really have much time to talk about it. We're coming up on the end of the show here, but we were going to talk about some college football. As you know, college football starts on Thursday. Mike is super excited. I'm, I'm lukewarm excited like I always am. I, I will say, though, I'm super excited for this first weekend. Holy shit. Are these matchups as good as you'll ever see? It's some good first, weekend of yeah. any sport, period. It's some good like, first Right out of the gate. There's just matchups that if, you know, uh, me being the casual college football fan, I'm like, I want to tune in for that, 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 that. Like, these are all games that will get me in. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a little bit until we get to that point because the first game is going to be Thursday and it's Cal versus Hawaii. And then we got to wait another week for the the rest of the games to show up. But... I'm super pumped, man. Okay, so everybody's picking Alabama and Clemson to repeat in the the national title game. Do you think both of those teams make it? No. One of them will make it. Do you think Bama makes it in? No. Wow. I thought for sure you would have said Bama makes it in. No. They've got the longer – they've got the harder road. They do. The ACC is such a joke. So – and and it's really hard with – Bama, if you've ever noticed, right after they win the national title, like in between the years, they always get picked. And then yeah. they, they do really well, and then all of a sudden they kind of win it when they're, I don't want to say not expected to, but when people kind of like move off of them just a little bit. But then right after they win it, everybody's right back on. It's like, well, they, they, they can win the next three. And then that, those next couple of years, things are kind of shaky, and they end up losing some game that nobody ever saw coming. And now the way things are structured – all they have to do is lose one close one towards the end, and boom, they're kind of knocked out. So I, I don't see them doing it just because it's a hard road. Between the two, if you're asking me to pick one of the two, I'd say Clemson is more likely to get back there than Alabama. I would agree with you that Clemson has the easier road to get in than Alabama does. Obviously, it's harder to win the SEC than it is to win the ACC. I will, I will definitely concede that fact. But I also feel like, there is a lot of love for the SEC, whereas if Clemson has any slip up along the way, they're out. Oh, no. Clemson has no margin for Bama, error. Bama has the luxury of losing a game and then being like, well, it was an SEC game, so we still deserve the shot. And oh, yeah. more than likely, they're going to get that benefit of the doubt. Usually, there's going to be a one-loss SEC team in there. I just don't. I don't know that even still with the one loss. I think you could say Alabama probably still makes the playoff. I just could see them losing is all I'm saying. Okay. I just think that getting back to the national championship game, to me, is probably easier for Clemson out of the two. I would agree. I would agree with you on that, especially since Clemson doesn't have to play Notre Dame this year. So, and I'm going to be all in on some Watson because I want to have him in San Francisco. <laughs> so I'm going to be heavily so watching and scouting. I, I haven't all quite right. come up with a catchy phrase. You know, a few years ago it was "suck for luck," and uh, <laughs> there's been all sorts of like you know I forget what it was like blowing for Bush when Reggie Bush was coming out. Like I haven't come up with something clever for the 49ers where it's like taking a dickin' for Deshaun. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, sucking a wanker for Watson. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure which one is has a catchier jingle to it, but one of the things is going to stick, and I, I kind of like taking a dickin' for Deshaun. That's what the Niners are going to do this year. They're not going to have to try much, but that's my that's my motto. So hopefully they just you know keep it up and finish at that top pick, and he can come out to San Francisco. Oh, shit. That's need a quarterback. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so let me ask you this. Ohio State, you think they make the playoffs again this yes, year? Yes. They rebound so because last year it was kind of like, 
I was just saying for Alabama, you have that little bit of a hangover. You win the title, and then everything looks like everybody thought, oh, Ohio State's just going to roll to the national title last year. And then they struggled most of the games, finally got rolling towards the end of the season, but by then it was too late. Lost that late, lost that, uh, late one to Michigan State. Yeah. And that knocked them out. But this year, I think, okay, put all that to rest and come back, and I think they'll be one of the final four. As much as I hate them, I think Urban Meyer has them ready to go, and I agree. I think they're in the playoffs this year. I do think that Michigan could finally, finally nope. do something. Nope. Really? See, I think, this nope. is, I think this is the year that Michigan finally puts a scare at Ohio State. I don't nope. know that they win – Damn! All right. Well, nope. Just I my think shit they down. are. They are so far. They are. Last year showed they are so far behind Ohio State. Whatever. I got trust in Harbaugh. <laughs> Harbaugh, come back. Harbaugh, we want you back. I miss you so. Much. I don't. I don't think Michigan is. I am though very excited that Notre Dame and Michigan is back on the schedule in the next couple years because that yeah. was always one of my Harbaugh favorite games. Harbaugh can stick it up yes one time. Nah, it's not going to happen either. He's, he's gonna. He's gonna. <laughs> he's gonna. <laughs> Coming. It's not happening. Harbaugh, Harbaugh is one of those guys that is like, all right, he's going to do it, and then he's going to shit the bed. Like, no. he had it. The only reason why he did it well at Stanford was because of Andrew Luck. That's the only reason. The only? Nah, come on. Man. Yes. He got San Diego State to be something out of nothing. Like, he, I'm not saying that it didn't help to have Andrew Luck, but he didn't build up that program to that coup de grace. I think any time a dude bounces from a program when a star player leaves, it's, like, pretty telling that it's like, oh, yeah, I, nah, I had it just Well, they've had that rolling at Stanford since. It's not like Stanford went back into the shitter. I'd, I'd agree right. with you if You're Stanford right. had completely fallen off. But he's proven that he can build a team up. Now, can he get over that hump and win the big one? Well, <laughs> Didn't in San Francisco. Didn't at, <laughs> didn't at Stanford. Like, he hasn't gotten over that final hump, but the building up process to get to that point, he's proven The that he problem for that. Harbaugh is it's not even getting over the big one and winning the championship. It's getting over the big one and beating Ohio State. And yeah, but like I think he's, that's coming. He's I got two hurdles. He's, whereas at Stanford it was, all right, well, like, yeah, you got USC, you got UCLA, you got these, you know, the Pac-12 powers or whatever. Or, he had Oregon and USC to contend with. Yeah. Those are two big hurdles to get past. But that's not a that's just not one. a rivalry like Ohio State Michigan. Oh no, that I'm not is, comparing uh, it. That's no. a different rivalry and that's yeah. why I feel like it's a whole different ball. Oh, I, I'm not saying that it's going to be this year that he wins. I'm just saying that this year this is the year that Ohio State gets a scare. Like it's been non-competitive for a few years, and I think this is the first year that. But by scare, you think you think they only double them up instead of tripling them? Is yeah, that- you know the Reds are going to be competitive <laughs> next year. You know it depends on your definition of uh, scare, right? Dude, let's consume it or can it? <laughs> this has been a fun fucking show. Hell, this has yes. been a good episode. All right, sweet baby Jesus, thank God football's back. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, football is back. We're going to talk about it more next week. We'll get into NFL and NCAA next week. How yeah, about that? we didn't get to talk much about NCAA this week. I felt like we gave the chef. we got to give our Heisman previews. Yep, there's a lot more about the rankings. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll double dip next week. Doing but NFL don't feel bad. It was great that we got to fucking answer your questions. Oh, that was a lot of fun. That's the reason we didn't get to talk as much college it. football, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You guys, thank you for your participation. I love it. That was great. So uh, let's get into Consume It or Can It. Sweet baby Jesus. Uh, can Scott, consume it or can it? Consume. This beer stayed delicious from the first drink all the way to the, uh, well, I'm only at the beginning of my third one, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's treated me well. I 
one of the very few, I told you just before we started the show, that my first sip, I thought, you know, I've heard peanut butter flavored a million times on beers, and I'm always disappointed. This one actually holds true. It does not taste like coffee. I can safely say that. We got <laughs> yeah. a point oh, that doesn't shit. taste like coffee. We finally found one. You can yes. taste the chocolate. You can taste the peanut butter. And it does have a little bit of after uh, coffee taste, but not heavy where I just think I'm drinking coffee the entire time. It's very delicious beer. Would totally recommend it. Consume it all day. Yeah, I'm consuming it too. It is amazing. The only thing is I didn't notice as much of a chocolate flavor. I'm, I'm picking did? up heavy peanut peanut butter. Like yeah. heavy. No, but that's good. But I'm not picking up any chocolate. No when chocolate? I, See, I can taste chocolate light. Nope. I don't get any of it. I think the peanut butter is very overwhelming on it, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying it's advertised as this chocolate peanut butter. I was like, oh shit, I'm about to drink a Reese's cup. That's delicious. <laughs> no, it and, does not taste like a Reese's definitely cup. Definitely more peanut butter than chocolate, but it is a delicious brew. Duclaw kills it with this one. I will say, though, going back to what we were talking about with the Imperial, I'm, that's what I'm saying. The flavor of this is so good that I think added, upping the ABV kind of ruins it. That well, here's where I'm at with that. Uh, and this is what I was going to talk about. I'd like to taste I like, it. I'll save it for later. Uh, I think this beer, I've now had two and a little bit of a third uh, for Sweet Baby Jesus. That's a it's a little bit too much. Like I feel like this is a beer where I have one, maybe two in a night because it it is. I think so, three, is, three is the perfect amount. It's a lot. Like it's a lot of flavor, and it's I it's like almost it. like I'm chewing this beer. I like to, it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I think I like for Pete's sake better because then I only have one or two, and I've blitzed at that point, and I'm fine with stopping it too. Whereas this one, I have two, and I'm like. All right, I'm starting to get into this. Let's have a. Uh, I can't drink any more of this, man. It's too much. It's too. It's too rich. I think is the problem. Mm. But still consuming the shit out of this beer. It's a oh good beer. yeah. All right, uh, consume it or can it? Uh, Olympics. We uh, we gonna we add nauseum. We, uh, <laughs> we're gonna consume, consume them. That, yeah. uh, consume it or can it? Ask us anything. It was awesome. <laughs> that was really fun. Consume that. That was a really fun segment. Uh, we're consuming it. I'm looking forward to the next time we can do that. Yeah, that's a really fun we'll segment. Give it a, we'll give it quite a few off. This is, what, we're 12 in? 15? Somewhere 15? Around there. Oh. oh. Yeah, somewhere well, I, I don't know. Somebody technically, episode 14, because episode 13 was two parts. So oh, okay. Gotcha. Technically, episode 14, but this is our 15th. Release. Well, either way, we'll, we'll we'll try to get to where we're almost doubling it up before we do it again. So yeah. it's not a, oh my God, they're always doing the Ask Us thing. Plus no. you guys are but it was, gonna ask us and, much, yeah. so that's fun. And feel free to unload on us with yeah. those questions. Cause uh, we obviously don't <laughs> mind reading even the troll questions. <laughs> um, all right, and then uh, Consume It or Can It. Uh, I mean, we briefly touched on college football. Why don't we save that for next week? Yeah. I'm Let's just, gonna... we'll, we'll I am going see. to consume, though, that this is one of those... Uh, College football seasons that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah? Yes. I told you. I got all excited about the week one matchups, and I just, ever since that playoff, man, I told you once that playoff came, I was going to go man. in. And it, it's, it's every year I've gotten more excited about the actual season because of the playoff. Isn't it weird to think that the our playoff conversations is what sparked the idea for this podcast? No. I think, yeah, I, our arguments weird. back yeah. in the day. Discussions. We didn't really, we well, civilly Me, you, and Boyle would go back and forth, and it, yeah. two against one was rough, but... I think Boyle's going to be in town next week. We should get him on the show. Oh, shit. That's got to happen. All right. Brandon Boyle, we're putting you on the show next week. 
It's, yeah. it's got to go down. For the college football one? It has yeah. to. College football and NFL preview? Yeah. yeah. we got to get Boyle on the show. And if we don't get Boyle on the show, uh, I'll pretend to be Boyle. And <laughs> now I hope he's not in town. <laughs> I want to see that. Uh, so we'll save Consumer Canada on college football for uh, for next episode. If he's here, he will ask me, did I, did, do I know that he knows the owners of the Niners? He always <laughs> asks me. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eddie Jr. He's yes, in he knows a Hall of Famer. Yes. He's a Hall of Famer now. Uh, quick story about that. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, my dad got me a meeting with uh, Eddie's sister, Denise DeBartlow York, who is now yeah, one of the owners. The owner. And uh, my dad was like, all you got to do is meet with her, and she'll write you a letter of recommendation, get you into Notre Dame. And I was like, I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to earn this myself. You didn't get into Notre Dame. I didn't get into Notre Dame. I was to wait. think that that bitch could have done something worthwhile in my, in your life that would I would in say, fairness I didn't meet with her I was like no no I'm no not. I know that's what I'm saying to think that she could have done something that would have helped your life and that I would then say all right well at least she's done that and I know you so by proxy I can cut her some slack instead. You didn't take that opportunity. I yeah. can still say, fuck the Yorks. Yeah. <laughs> As they continue to rape my franchise. God. Oh, shit. Cardinal Mooney's own, the Yorks. Sons of bitches. <laughs> if you're listening, Jed, go to hell. <laughs> I think he graduated with my brother. So I'll, have Vic, I'll have Vic tell him. Yes. <laughs> have him tell him. Jed's the worst. He is pretty bad. His brother was a douche, too. Tony. All right. Well, anyways, this got weird at the end. As always, <laughs> our shows always go fucking weird. That Fuck last, it. That last baseball episode, that outro was a shit show. <laughs> yeah, I bet everybody loved it. I love it. It was great. Uh, well, this has been another episode of Craft Brood Sports. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, we went long, but fuck it. This was a good time. We had a, a lot of fun today, so thank you guys for participating. Thanks for listening to the extra 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bonus. Be sure to check us out on Twitter, at Craft B Sports. You can uh, hit us up on Facebook. Craft check B out our Sports. websites. We got a website. That's yes. right. We got a website. We're legit as shit. Uh, make sure you click on the Audible trial link on CraftBrewSports.com and uh, sign up for your free 30-day trial and your free audio book at audible.com follow scott on twitter at scotty k underscore junior you can follow me at mike burlon this has been another episode of craft root sports thank you guys so much we out it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.